Hey, the important questions are these. How can coaches like us, who want to spend more time with our family, not miss our kids growing up, who aren't worried about our own egos, and bust our asses coaching, but don't want to stay up at the coach's office all day and night working on tasks that just don't matter? How do we continue with our passion of coaching football and still have a normal life with our kids while being a hell of a leader for our players and coaches? Those are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answer. My name is Coach Barber, and welcome to Systemizing Your Defense. Hello, football coaches. Welcome to another episode of Systemizing Your Defense. I am your host, Coach Barber. Uh, Today, we're going to get into uh, the second pillar of defense, which is our keys. But before we do, let's talk a little football. I know here in the state of Texas, we start our state championships. We actually started them last night with the Class A six-man state championships and one of the Class 2A state championships. Uh, They're continuing all day today, and they will round up this Saturday. They'll go through the weekend, and they'll round up this Saturday with the two 6A state championships on Saturday afternoon and Saturday night. If you get a chance to watch, I highly recommend it. Uh, The bowl season starts tomorrow, December 17th, and that'll go uh, through the first part of January to the national championship game. So we got a lot of football on TV to watch. If you get a chance, enjoy it. Uh, here at Systemizing Your Defense, we'll still be doing our po- our weekly podcast every Thursday. So join us for that as well. Uh, now let's go ahead and get into the second pillar, which are keys. We'll start with our front. We tell each down lineman they're going to key the shade that they're lined up on. Uh, So we'll start with the nose. If we're in a nose shade, then he's going to key the shoulder of the center. If he gets a G call and he bumps out to a 2I on the guard, then he's going to read the inside shoulder of the guard. The end, if he's in a 5-tech, he's going to read the outside shoulder of the of the offensive tackle, and if he gets a G call, he bumps out to a seven technique and reads the inside shoulder of the tight end. If there is no tight end and he tilts, then he's going to key the inside hip, the near inside hip of the offensive tackle. And then back over on the rush side are tackles in a three technique, and he'll always read that outside shoulder of the guard. Now let's look at our linebackers. We'll start with our outside backers. If our outside backers are on the line of scrimmage, then they too will read the shade that they are lined up on. Uh, The Sam will be in that wide nine, so he'll be tip to tip off that shoulder, and he'll be reading the shoulder of the tight end. Back on the rush side, if he's in a nine technique because he gets a tight end or a slot, then he's going to read the shoulder of that tight end or slot. If there is no tight end or slot and he reduces down to a ghost six, he's going to be reading the outside shoulder of the tackle. If our outside backers are walked off the line of scrimmage and at linebacker depth, then they're going to be reading the linebacker's back. 
And we have our linebackers all reading the same back. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute when we get into our inside backers. So our outside backers on the line of scrimmage, they're, they're reading the shade that they're lined up on, walked off the line of scrimmage at linebacker depth. They're reading the linebackers back. Now our inside backers are always reading the linebackers back. And we have all the linebackers reading the same back. For one, they're responsible for that one back in the pass route. Two, we want them working in a marriage. We want them stepping in the same direction. We don't want the inside backers to split. Uh, we have had that situation happen in the past. It was years and years ago. Uh, I, I believe it was as far back as the late 90s when we told our inside backers to read near back. And then when the near backs went different directions, the inside backers split and we didn't have anybody protecting the middle of the field. So we went away from that really quick uh, and went to near, or excuse me, went to uh, same back. Now in the secondary, we'll look at who they're keying based on their alignment rule and their secondary calls. Remember, those are tied together. Let's start with the corners in lock. If the corners are in lock, then they're backed off seven yards off the line of scrimmage, so they're going to key the quarterback. And we'll get into what they do with the keys and responsibility and, and technique. But for now, just know if they're in a lock, they get a lock call, then they have to be backed up off the line of scrimmage. They're going to key the quarterback. If they get a mix-it call, then there has to be multiples, so they're up and bump alignment, and they'll be belling, keying the inside receiver, keying number two receiver and mix-it. If they're in roll, then once again, there's multiple receivers, so the corners are up in the face, and they're belling deep, once again, reading the inside receiver. They'll start with number two and possibly get to number three if number two goes inside. And we'll get into all that. I'm getting way ahead of myself with technique. It's easy for me to do in the secondary. Star, if we look at our star call, the corners once again are up in the face because they have multiples. Remember from secondary calls, star and mix it are the same thing. The only difference is mix it is two receivers, star is three. So in star, the corner will read the same person he does and mix it. He'll bell and read the number two receiver. And then in cloud, that means that there is no alley, so he's reduced down uh, at linebacker depth, and he's going to read the end man on the line of scrimmage. Our safeties reads, and we'll start with lock with our safeties, are going to be the end man on the line of scrimmage if it's a tight end or a slot, or the fullback in the backfield. Now, if there's trips away from the safety, and I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the strong safety, you get star away, his side is lock, but there's nobody for him to lock on, so he's reading the end man on the line of scrimmage. And mix it, his toes are turned in at the end man of the line of scrimmage, his eyes are on the end man of the line of scrimmage, but on the snap of the ball, he is reading number two receiver, just like the corner. And roll, we're rolling to the rush side, so the strong safeties roll down. He's still reading the end man of the line of scrimmage for a run pass. Now the free is going to read the most inside receiver 
in a progression. So he'll start with number three and then continue on to number two. And we'll get into more of that when we get into responsibility and technique. Now back on the, the SAM side, if we have trips to the SAM side, we're in STAR. STAR is just like MIXIT, so the free safety is going to read number two. Once again, his toes and eyes are pointed in at the end man of the line of scrimmage as if he's reading him. And then on the snap, his eyes go to number two and reads number two. And then cloud, there is no alley. The safety will be head up on the tight end. So he'll just read that tight end. And those are our read keys. And they don't change. They stay the same. And our kids know through the alignment rules and through the secondary calls who they're going to read. Now, that's a little bit shorter than the episodes we've had in the past. It doesn't take long to do keys, but we put a lot of emphasis on our keys. It's the keys that tell our players where they need to fit in the run or the pass, depending on the position. We do spend a lot of time on keys and what we call eye discipline. Have enough eye discipline to key your key and don't let all the distractions from the other stuff distract you. So now let's go ahead and get into a couple questions that I had over the week. Let me pull my notes out. I've got five. I don't think I got any two-part. Let me check. No, I just got five questions. Keep them coming at Coach Barber at SystematicFootball.com. Uh, let's see. First question. Uh, do you switch backs to key with your linebackers and two backs? Uh, yeah, we have. That That's usually... A team to team situation. We have our base rules. Everything that we teach, we teach our base rules. And then from there, we adjust off the base rules depending on the opponent that we're playing. Now, we don't very seldom do we go back and forth in the course of a game. But if we've got two backs, our, our standard base rule is we're reading the first back behind the quarterback. So if there's an eye formation, we're going to read the fullback. If it's offset, then we're going to read the tailback. If we're in gun with a pistol, then we're going to read the tailback that's behind the quarterback. So our base rule is we're going to read the first guy behind the quarterback. Now, if those backs split, then our base rule is we're going to read the back on the mic side, the one right across the mic. We've had situations where the fullback lines up opposite the mic, and that's who we'll read. For example, if there's split backs in the backfield, and we know that one's a fullback and one's the tailback, and one is a blocker and he's not going to get the ball much, and one is the tailback, then we'll decide which one we want to read depending on what they're doing offensively. If that fullback's taking us to the ball, then that's who we're going to read. If the tailback's taking us to the ball, then that's who we're going to read. And that usually comes through a uh, breakdown of the film. Now, if you get shotgun with stacked backers to one side of the quarterback, just like we do in the I formation, we're going to read that fullback, that first back. But yes, we do switch. We've even read quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Uh, we've, we've designated a back that becomes the linebackers, and then we'll read the quarterback as he meshes, and we'll take the side that he meshes on. It, it all depends on the, the breakdown. Now, we very seldom will start one way in a game 
and then change to another. And if we do that, uh, the only time I can ever remember doing that was Pearland had a running back that went to West Virginia, and we we started out keying him, and then the fullback started taking us to the ball, so we started reading that fullback more. He started bending the ball back. He didn't he didn't cut the ball back much on the split zone, and so we just read him so we could go with him. And then he started bending it back on that split zone to the fullback. So we just started reading the fullback to get that head start. And we needed every damn step we could get with that guy. All right, next question. Uh, do you teach wing, pro, slot, twins, etc. in your formations, trips? Or do you just teach 2 by 2 and 3 by one uh, we start out teaching two by two and three by one just so we can get aligned with our alignment rules. And then once we get that, yeah, we start naming the formations. Like on the on the two receiver side, you're looking at pro, wing, twins, nasty. And then back on the three receiver side, you've got trips, tray, bunch. I mean, yeah, there's different names that each one of these formations have, and we do teach those. But to start out with, we just teach two by two and three by one. That way it makes it easy for the kids to to execute their alignment rules and get lined up properly. All right, next question. Why do you move the inside backers to the line of scrimmage versus empty? Uh, there's several reasons for this. Our our, and I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself here, and shame on me, but our, our base calling empty, what we really want to do is we want to go monkey, which we said last week was man, and we want to do that because we want to establish that we're going to hit the quarterback. We want to put that fear into the quarterback and into the offensive play caller, and then we'll adjust from there. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a lot quicker from the line of scrimmage than heels at five. We tried it from Hills at five just to hide it, and the linebackers never got there. So we started moving them up, and the linebackers got there. Quarterback may have gotten rid of the ball, but the linebackers at least got there. Another reason is because it gives the down linemen one-on-one blocking. So if we're going to drop our linebackers out of there in zebra, which is zone, if we're going to drop them out of there, now those line, those defensive linemen have one-on-one blocking because the offensive linemen that are responsible for the gap that the linebackers are standing in are focused on those linebackers. That's the beauty of playing six on the line of scrimmage. We've had a lot of sacks in Zebra, and it's a three-man rush. But the reason we have is because they're getting one-on-one coverage. And I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. I told y'all I love defending empty. I just... I have always said offenses do me a favor when they go empty or do the defense a favor, and I try to take full advantage of it. Uh, okay, next question. It looks like we're going to stay in empty. Uh, monkey, zebra, donkey are your empty calls. Where did you get these calls, and what do they mean? Uh, I guess I hadn't gone over what those mean yet. I thought I did. Monkey was man, zebra was zone, and donkey was drop, meaning the the tackle in the end would drop. Our coverage on that is monkey. So it's monkey, donkey. That's kind of where we got donkey from was donkey and monkey are spelled the same. So donkey means monkey in the secondary. Um, 
we got these calls because we were looking for a simple way to communicate uh, man and zone. When we started out, Donkey came about several years later. When we started out doing this, lining them up on a line of scrimmage the way we do, we had two calls, Monkey and Zebra. And Monkey was man, Zebra was zone. And we were looking for a way to communicate this that was simple. There's no way our players could get these two calls confused. And Monkey and Zone came just came about. There were no colors that we could uh, come up with that's, that started with the Z. Uh, but we did have animals. I think we came up with Zebra before we did Monkey. Because the Z was the hardest letter. But that's where we came up with those calls. And they've stuck for 20 years now. But like I said, Donkey didn't come about for years. In fact, the reason Donkey came about is we had a reputation of running a lot of monkey and knocking the crap out of quarterbacks, which is what we wanted to do. If you're going to leave them unprotected, I'll gladly go hit them. I was that way as a player, and I'm that way as a coach. Uh, we had a reputation of going monkey. And then we had a, um, a time there in the mid-2000s where teams were lining up in empty, and they were running a lot of screen on us. And we were kind of predictable. So we, we really busted our ass and worked hard on Zebra. And we started, uh, we started mixing those up. And then, then it just, then Donkey came about. I think Donkey came about because people had seen Zebra. So we wanted to, we wanted to show a man, but yet be able to defend the screen. And that's when Donkey came up. That, that came up somewhere around 07, I guess, 06, 07. I don't know, and it's worked well. And, and, and I'll get into some technique and responsibility stuff with the empty when we get into that. There is a coaching point that I will hit really, really hard on Donkey when we get into that responsibility and technique stuff. Uh, next, um, who do you consider the strength to? Well, once again, I'm going to go with base rule. As we get into this, we'll we'll look at some adjusting things. But we start off with, we're going to declare to the tight end. Uh, so if, if a team has a tight end that lines up at a tight end, we're going to declare to him. Even if he flexes out, we're going to declare to him. And the reason we do that is because with the no huddle offense now, it's hard to, to see him if he's in one play and then flexes out another and then start looking around for different rules as far as who we're going to declare to. So if there's a tight end in the game, we're going to declare to him. And if there's two tight ends in the game, then we're going to declare to the number one tight end. That is in strong. And of course, if we're in weak, then we're going to declare away from him. But we use the tight end as the guy that we're going to declare off of. I shouldn't say to, I should say off of. Uh, if there is no tight end in the game, then we're going to declare to the multiple receiver side. Uh, for example, if you get uh, trips to one side, one receiver to the other, then we're going to declare off that trips. Uh, if you've got twins to one side, one receiver to the other, and you've got two backs in the backfield, then we're going to declare off that two receiver side. Now, if you get balanced, say we've got doubles, double twins, both sides, our rule is we're going to declare off the wide side of the field. Uh, if there is no wide side, then we're going to use the left side of the field because most offenses are right-handed. If you have a question over the keys or anything else for that matter, 
Uh, keep sending me the questions. Uh, send them at coachbarber at systematicfootball.com. I'll get to them as soon as possible. I don't think I'm leaving too many out there past 48 hours. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting a lot of questions. So that's good. It keeps me busy. Uh, and it keeps me engaged in football, which I love this stuff. And that'll never go away. So now I've got a hobby. Uh, it's answering football questions on email. Uh, but anyway, uh, next week we'll get into our third pillar, which are our responsibilities. And then uh, we'll soon get into our techniques, which is our fourth pillar. Uh, and then we'll start getting into other topics, using the defense to get into other topics that we have and how we defend things. Uh, but until then, go systemize your defense. We'll see you next week.